Our guest today is Dharmkor Khalsa, who has taught Kundalini Yoga for 37 years to a wide variety of students, including prenatal, children, and seniors. She was the founder of Kundalini Yoga Teacher Training here in Vancouver, BC, and taught as lead trainer for 17 years. She now teaches the art and science of applied yogic science and spiritual literacy. Hello, soul family. I'm your host, Sal Buller, and welcome to Awaken with Sal, a global podcast, your vibrational connection for the body, mind, and spirit, devoted to spiritual awakening, consciousness expansion, sacred empowerment, energy healing, and much, much more. So honored to be here with all you divine beings today. Before we dive in, remember to head over to saltheawakener.com for a free meditation download and share your email to receive my new ebook and stay connected for future offerings and monthly interactive virtual community gatherings available to you all free of charge. Welcome Dharmkorji, how are you? Thank you very much, I'm great, thank you. Wonderful. It's always such a pleasure to speak to you because you have such deep, incredible wisdom to share. And of course, our listeners always at the edge of the seat wanting to know. So what, you know, we've been going through this incredible, you know, what I call the roller coaster that uh, we all kind of jumped on for the past two years. What do you make of all of this? Me personally? <laughs> yes. Well, I kind of went on the roller co- coaster ahead of time because that's what I do to get yeah. ready. Yes. So when it actually hit in 2020, I was like uh, fit and ready. Of course, I didn't know it was going to happen like this, but I was knowing that what I do is I get ready ahead of time and yeah. then I'm able to serve in a better capacity. So you know, we, we've been um, given teachings on this path that, uh, which corresponds to the ancient Vedic literature and Vedic, Vedas, I should say literature, it's like ancient uh, scriptures that uh, talk about these yugas. And the yugas are hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of years, which are waves of change in the psyche of the human. And sometimes we're totally united in oneness, which is the golden age, Satyug, and then it progresses in four different levels. And we're in the darkest age. Well, we're coming out of the darkest age right now, which is a Kali Yug. And this is a, a concept that's becoming more widely known through the internet, yeah. through sharing and such. And we've been teaching this for many, many years through Kundalini Yoga. Yeah. And so when people start to realize that the Yugas are part of a cycle, And it's normal to go through this. Of course, it doesn't feel very good when you go through it, but this is a normal darkness that descends on humans. Um, But we're actually at the end of the darkness right now. We're just at the end of the the tunnel. And the feature of the darkness is that you don't know you're in darkness. It's called blindness, spiritual blindness. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like your life. And it looks like a horrible life with lots of wars and pestilence and raids and so on. And so we're, we started to wake up in the 60s and uh, then more, more waking up in the 90s with the internet. So now we're like primed. So 
all of a sudden we have all of these eyes looking out through the darkness that can see everything. And so it all um, rises to the top. And so you can see it and you can see all the games and the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the agendas running and everybody's sharing, sharing, sharing. Yeah. So that more and more people that weren't awake before sure are now. And the more that we share, the more we wake up. So right. it's a spiritual awakening to see the truth of reality of how things really are that we're in the middle of. Right, right. So, so you, just like all of us, have gone through an, a major, major shift, whether it's relationship-wise, whether it's finances, whether it's um, uh, you know, the, the job or the health or whatever it may be, your world as you knew it has now shook up. The other thing that I, I wanted to just get your input is that there's a lot of people that are feeling and sensing that, oh my goodness, I don't know why I'm forgetting so much. Is that also like something <laughs> that plays into this you know, changing um, of yugs that you're, you, you're referring to? Um, forgetting meaning forgetting memories or forgetting yes. what to do next in the day or? No, forgetting something that happened maybe two years ago or five years ago. Oh, or like memories. Okay. Memories are now kind of, and they are, you know, young people saying, gee, you know, I don't remember that. I don't remember that con hmm. conversation or I don't remember. I know I'll give you an example for myself. I can do a meditation each and every morning, but depending on what time I do it, that same meditation <laughs> is heard in a different way. It's like, oh my goodness, what happened to that part of the meditation? I don't even remember that part of that meditation, <laughs> you know? And so I find that really, really fascinating that you could be shifting, I guess, could you be shifting from... Well, I, I just feel that uh, I, mean, I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I have some experiences of that, but I've sort of, I realize I've um, got used to it now, and I keep a journal, and I write everything down, nice. and so that kind of avoids memory loss or what happened. I can just go check. I, don't, I, I feel I don't have to um, carry it inside of me. Um, which before we used to, we used to have all of this, that the way we used to think mm -hmm. was very linear and yeah. very um, cumulative mm -hmm. and with a, with a very, um, li uh, again, linear understanding of this happens and this happens and this happens because we used to live in a very slow world before the internet. I mean, what did we do all day long? You know, it's like we spent a lot of time doing everything, whatever we did we took, we spent a lot of time doing it. And so um, with our world, with these multiple timelines, and you yeah. can see that on social media, I mean, you're talking to so many people at the same time, whether you're talking or you're just viewing, yes. you know, skimming through. So yeah. our brains have changed to incorporate many streams at the same time. Now, some of it is good and some is not good, right. but it's just happening with this multiple, with this, um, tsunami of information coming in, we have been learning how to adapt to it. And one of the ways we're learning to adapt is to speed read, to flip, yeah. to uh, you know, scroll very fast, to yeah. make decisions instantly, whether we're gonna read something or not read something, yes. whether we like something or not like something. Yeah. And so some of that is good. Um, and some of that is um, really messing with our ability to concentrate. 
and our ability to go deep because it's so surface and right. just uh, and just the actual overload is is wreaking havoc on our um, identity and our understanding of the world. So in the middle of all that, it's not surprising that we should forget things or get mixed up or confused because that would be normal yes. with the amount of change that we've seen just in the last 20 years. Right. And, and, and of those 20 years, I would say the last two years in particular, having to deal with COVID, having to right. not be around what we would consider our normal lifestyle. Right. And, and isn't it interesting? Because I know for myself, I think the intuitive yeah. abilities are also kicking in into high gear as well. Yeah, for, for those you're who having are, to, yeah, because you're studying that. A lot of people are studying that, and a lot of people are now tuning into parts of themselves that maybe they totally forgot about or didn't really rely on because the norm was here's right. my agenda and I do what I do according to my agenda, right. and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us a little bit more, um, Dharm Korji, about knowing what you knew 37 years ago when you were teaching Kundalini Yoga to students about what was going to happen as it's happening today, knowing what you know 37 years ago, a little bit of back history, just so that the listener has an idea that this is not something that, oh, just fell out of the sky because COVID hit. Right. This is known information. Yeah. Yeah, we were warned by our master, um, Yogi Bhajan, who brought the science. Um, he, he was our, our kind of local oracle, but all of the spiritual traditions have converged with the same kind of understanding that at this point in, uh, on our time scale, and it was popularized by the Mayans, they, they got like the star, the, the yeah. star spot on the stage. But all spiritual traditions knew that this was happening. That's why all of the Swamis and the teachers and such came in the 60s and 70s um, because we needed to awaken to get ready for this massive shift of the ages and you know our because of um, our yoga and our philosophy is based on the Vedic system which is thousands and thousands of years old and so as humans when you have teachings and when you do practices, it's not just, it's not just uh, book teachings, you have to actually do the practices to integrate them. Yes. Then you can get ready, then you're, and you're always um, in, in step with what is needed in the current milieu. So those that have, those, those people that were following teachers, maybe since a hundred years ago with Swami Vivekananda and so on and Krishnamurti, I mean, they were all forecasting similar things. But it really revved up in the 60s. So then it became more of a mass movement. And when you have a lot of people like that, all understanding, oh, the whole world as we know it is going to change. The way that we're destroying ourselves, the way we're um, not taking care of the planet, ourselves, our relationships, our children. Um, we don't even know that we're not taking care of things. I mean, when I grew up, everybody was smoking. Nobody thought it was bad. We didn't even know it was bad. And then all the chemicals we were consuming and the junk food, 
that was all normal. And so we had to kind of realize that, okay, we're getting sick. We're not feeling very good. Our relationships are disintegrating. And so everything was speeding up because the timeline was ending. So we've been talking, I mean, I've been talking about this since I started teaching, uh, since I started to learn the information. And I, I read a lot and went to different speakers. And so I kind of heard it all over. It wasn't just from the path I'm on. So I realized, no, this is a universal understanding. Yes. And we're now we're uh, poised to be able to help people go through the next phase, those that have done the work, those that are ready to do it. And do, did, did you feel that the, the, you know, 37 years ago, did you feel that a lot of the people... Um, you know, I think about the Beatles and I think about the other groups that, you know, were all the lovey-dovey, you know, groupies singing all yeah. over the world. Well, but at the same, <laughs> hippies, that's right. But at the same time, um, you know, what comes to mind is, well, they were all doing LSD and, you know, smoking up and doing what all that stuff. I mean, do you feel that that was a part of the process? Would you? Oh, do you absolutely. Think? Yeah. You know, it's... Um because the hand of God comes in, we call it guru, God, universal consciousness, decides when these things happen. And so something, people are going to say, hey, I want to try that. And just out of nowhere, they're just going to say, I want to try that, or they've heard about this thing. And so there's much bigger forces that are operating. And those bigger forces allow humans to intersect with a way to open consciousness. And the way that came first was the drugs, the psychedelics. And so the humans were ready for that. And then at, this, or at the same time, the teachers started coming with alternate ways so that you can meditate and you can do yoga and you can purify yourself and shift your consciousness in a much more integrated way as, a, as an option to the psychedelics. But right. they, both, um, they both do similar work but they're not i can't say they're the same at all but they give you a glimpse and psychedelics um you know are a kind of a fast track but they're risky fast track and nowadays they're being used for all these healing modalities but you know any any substance you use from the outside has risks and it has um your body has to detox and there's a compromise but if you do the natural way and you do the way with yoga and meditation, you get to the much deeper point in a much more integrated, healthy way. Right, right. And that's why, you know, many people have been on the path for, for forever. And yet, isn't it interesting? Because the question always comes back to, what is this awakened state that everyone's running? To? What is that? Describe that. Like, have you, have you come close to it? How would you describe anyone who's had that kind of a, a you know, massive shift? Um, I know for myself, um, you know, I find it, I find it very comforting to be able to navigate the times we're going through. And so if there is, you know, a shift and upheaval, uh, turmoil around me, it's kind of, I stay steady in the eye of the storm because I have things that I rely on that will help me get through it. Right. Now, then you have the ones that have said, hey, you know what? I've been on this journey and I've had what they call the awakening. 
Can you touch on that a little bit? Because I don't know, my understanding of awakening is we are all awakened. We're just at different <laughs> stages of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a spectrum. You know, in the Piscean age, which was part of the old age as a way to refer to when we were living in darkness, is that we didn't know we were in darkness. And then there was a few, you know, a few yogis and awake, we call them enlightened beings or lamas, or we have different ways of describing them. And they went through a very rigorous process to, mm. um, to dissolve the ego and allow the, the light of your true self to look out your eyes. And it's a very step-by-step, step-by-step methodical process that still exists to this day. Mm-hmm. And many people are following that path in Tibetan Buddhism and so on. And um, it's, it's a genuine path, but it was built for a very dark time where you had to sort of hammer at the psyche over a long period of time to get any awakening. And it was very, and it had to be supervised in a very controlled manner by the, the, the enlightened master right. um, in very um, con- contained circumstances like monasteries and convents and so on. Nowadays, all hell has broke loose. Like the consciousness has left the ashrams and has left the monasteries and it is no longer c- contained by the traditional structures or masters or lineages. Right. And so it's kind of like a wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, all of these, all of the, so that has happened. And at the same time, there's a larger forces that are operating on the planet earth, radiating more light. So much more, a much broader spectrum is now available so that it's not just like I wake up and then, oh good, I'm awake and that's it for my life. That's what, if you read the literature, it kind of sounds like that. It's like you meditate, meditate and you, do what the master says, and then you, you wake up, right? You're enlightened. Mm-hmm. Right. But it takes your whole lifetime because the, the darkness of the planet was so heavy that it took a long time to open the doors. So at this point, it's not the same world anymore. It's a completely different earth. And the consciousness is just popping all over the place. So many people are not even doing practices and having these awakenings, unfortunately, um, you know, they tend to get diagnosed with psychic, um, they call it, uh, upheavals and mental issues, or, or they've gone crazy, you know, because they start to see the reality, but they have no context, no teachings, uh, no practice to be able to integrate it. So that tends to be a, um, a psychic break. So what I was looking for before, where you kind of lose touch with reality and then you can't deal with anything. Right. And so the medical profession tends to give drugs for this and shut it all down. But really, uh, and there's, there's, a, there's a lot of movement now to educate medical professionals that a lot of what they're seeing is actual spiritual awakenings. And people awaken in stages. They always did, but it was always under the auspices of a master where you did it very gently and slowly yes. because you have to integrate it or else the mind um, will start to flip you just feel crazy because the mind is the one that needs the stability. Right. It's so, kind of like a surge in, in like power. In power. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You have to have the right, and your nervous system has to be prepared. So that's what yoga and breathing is all about. It prepares you for more light. Yeah. And if you don't do the yoga and you have a very toxic lifestyle, the way you eat and you're drinking alcohol and smoking and 
it, that is the first thing that starts to get affected when that the surge of the Kundalini or the surge of the light starts moving through you is that it starts hitting at these blocks and you can come down with a lot of pain or diseases as the body starts to detox way too rapidly yes. for what your what your um, your bodies can do you know your body can only detox at a certain weight yeah oh so yeah there's a few spectrums yeah. for people who are awakening at all these different levels and there's actually an infinite number of levels of awakening you don't just get to a point and then that's it actually <laughs> you, a, get to a, you get to a point and that's it yes you drop the body you yeah. don't need the body anymore so you know Yes, yes. And I think that's, that's a key element that the listener does have to understand that awakening, the process of awakening is not a destination. It's not like, okay, right. I'm going to go right. from here to there and I'm done. Right. Um, or, you know, I've experienced this amazing awakening, but now I just want to stay there. Well, you know, I think it's really important for the listener to understand that you, you decided and you agreed to come here in this life form at this time and to be the human that you are in order to be here experience grow and contribute so key key things that uh, the listener needs to really focus in on i love to share an offer before we get back to this episode you can get a free meditation download and join our free monthly interactive virtual community gatherings where we discuss topics of interest to uplift, educate, and support each other in a safe, loving environment. Simply head over to salveawakener.com and join the community of like-minded, soul-driven, conscious creators that understand the changing times. Go ahead now to salltheawakener.com. So what else can we expect moving forward? You know, a year, what do you foresee in a year, five years? I don't know that it seems that it's going at lightning speed. It is. It's, uh, it's actually accelerating. <laughs> well, according to human design, which is a whole download that this, um, the founder had in the 80s. Yes. Um, it's a system of understanding yourself and others and how the, how the connections are between them all. And he, he had a prophecy that in 2027, the whole program would shift. But of, of course, it, it's, in, it's um, you know, as we, had, as we get closer to it, it, it's already falling apart. It doesn't just switch in 2027, it's starting to switch now. And he predicted that um, the current system, which works with massive uh, agreements between humans so that millions of people can live together in these huge mega cities. Um, that was a program that started in the um, 1600s or 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that program is finishing. So the capacity, because we didn't have huge cities like that, that only started in the last couple hundred years with the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. So the program to be a, the next, the program is coming next has nothing to do with that. Right. It has nothing to do with millions of people living together, sharing services. Mm-hmm. As he was pointing out that that is not nor that is, I would say normal. It is not the default of humans. The default of humans is to interact with maybe 70 people, you know, like tribes, 
where you know everybody and you have relationships with everybody. That's our best zone. I should say best because we can do we can do anything. Right. So we're heading back to a best relationship so that we're not stressed all the time. It's very stressful living with millions of people you don't know and you're intersecting with all the time. And so we have these agreements that I won't, I won't get angry at you if you don't get angry at me uh, because a lot of fear comes up because you don't know the people. You don't know what they're going to do. You, know, you don't know where they're at. Uh, plus our sensitivity was shut down. So that's all changing. Our sensitivity is increasing, starting to feel more people, but we're getting overwhelmed by the numbers of things we're feeling. So that's not very healthy either. So we have to, so many things are going to happen to focus more on the health of the individual in order for us to individuate and bring the light of God to ourselves so that we ourselves are going to experience the living God in human form. And that's, I mean, that's been, that's part of what a human is, but the technology to do that has been very limited. Now with the internet, the technology is available, but to integrate it and actually live it, you have to have circumstances to support that. So what we're seeing now is a takedown of everything that doesn't support that. All the control, the manipulation, the demands, that doesn't allow you to decide what you want to do. It's all about self-authority. How do you want to express yourself? What do you feel inside of you? How do you feel healthy? What do you want to do to feel healthy? So we have the external authority pushing and pushing and pushing and telling you what to do so that you realize, oh, I don't have to listen to that. Right. I have my own intelligence, which is the light of God inside of me, but I need to listen to it and I need to learn how to navigate that. So part of it is unhooking from the external authority, which we're already seeing, which is called pushback, resistance, and so on. But even more, more development, education and, and um, guidance is coming for the development of the individual because we don't have systems for that right now. We have some mentoring, we have some... Uh, you know, coaching, but that very little of it has to do with spiritual uh, um, sovereignty. So that's kind of the area I work with, spiritual sovereignty. Right, right. So, so that is something that uh, we can all focus in on and expect coming down the pipes. Um, And can you, do you have any tips for the listeners that, uh, you know, can make this next you know time period that we're going through currently and moving forward what can one do in order to help them get through this time get through this period of uncertainty unknowing um discomfort that people are feeling because they don't know how to navigate tomorrow turn off your tv (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like stop listening Yes. To the talking heads and all these people saying the same thing over and over and over. Decide what you're going to listen to when you want to listen to it. And you decide if that makes sense or not. It's like learn how to trust your own self. So that's one thing is that you can do that. You can learn on your own. And so we've already had habits with self-learning. So that, that helps speed up the process. So learn about what the truth and what's not the truth. And then you have to have some kind of meditation practice or inner work practice where you can observe your thoughts and learn about your mind and learn about um, 
your programs, like we're all been programmed from our families, learn what they are and learn which ones you want to keep and which ones you don't want to keep. It's called conditioning. So you have to learn about what a human is. And then lastly, but even more important is that you need a spiritual practice. You need to, you need to learn about yourself as a spirit because it's been the realm of the religions and the spiritual lineages that you learn about these things and then you become like the priest, right? No, everybody has to learn about all of these facets of your soul and then how the soul is joined or potentially is joined with the personality. So there's two of us, right? We have two parts. We have the infinite and we have the finite. We have to learn how they move together. So many traditions are now online teaching these teachings. So you just trust that you will be brought to the right teachings, but just know that you need to learn about this because that's you. Right. So that is wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, uh, takeaways for anyone that is listening to, um, to this wonderful podcast with Darmkor Khalsa. Um, Darmkor, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, where can someone find you, your contact details, if they want to have a further conversation or work with you, how would one go on uh, getting a hold of you? Um, well, my email is probably the best way right now, which is dharamkar at gmail.com. And that is D like David, H-A-R-M-K-A-U-R at gmail.com. Right. And if all else fails, you can always contact us and we will happily provide you the details. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Uh, really, really appreciate our conversation. I just want to let the listening audience know that we are going to try to have Darmcore Khalsa come back uh, at least on a quarterly basis. That way you are um, kept in the loop and, and, and we can get some more tips on how to navigate and move forward. Any other thoughts, anything that you would like to share, Darmcore? You're welcome. You've got 30 seconds. <laughs> um, I, I think that it's also really important that people stay positive and know that uh, all of this is just cleaning out. It's like when you're vacuuming the living room, you know, it looks like a mess. You're pulling everything all over the place. And so it looks like a mess and it can be very upsetting if somebody walks in the room. And so, but to clean something out, you need to up, have upheaval and then you clean it and then you rearrange it. So just you know, keep the faith, baby, that we're going to move through this. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Okay. Thank you all for joining us today by sharing your time, sharing your love, and most important, your energetic presence, your unique vibrational signature. What a gift and an honor to have you join us. Notice what has shifted or stood out for you today and know that you are a sacred being, a co-creator, on an incredible soulful journey. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is released. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. The more reviews and shares we get, the more people we can reach, and you never know how an episode will shift someone's life. Once again, thanks so much for listening and have an incredible day.